Hello all, welcome to another episode of the Sports Scoop podcast, where we are once again joined by Noah, where, where we will be submitting our predictions out of the 2022 World Cup. So how are you today, Noah? Not too bad, yourself? Yeah, I'm good myself too. So I'll start off with my predictions and then Noah will follow. So the factors on which we are predicting the tournament on are the champions, the finalists, the player of the tournament, the golden boot top scorer, the young player of the tournament, the surprise package team, the underperformers and the controversy of the tournament. So for my world champions of 2022, I will believe it is Argentina, Lionel Messi's national team. After 17 years of waiting, Messi will finally get his hands on the World Cup trophy. And the reasons why I, I believe that is possible is because they have an energetic and astute group of coaches that will lead a consistent and talented group to World Cup glory. And those are a few qualities they have lacked in the past. Like, they haven't really had that energetic or astute coach in the team, or they haven't really had that team, like that group of coaches that could really energize the players and take center stage and appear a strong and convincing leader for the players because Lionel Messi was often seen as the leader, the number one, the go-to guy, and he was valued higher than the coaches. But now they have a coach who is valued as high or if not higher than Messi, and that allows the players to respect his system more. And I feel it's rubbing off on everyone positively. And it's also created a great run of consistency for the team, which is really positive. And I think this is why I think it's Argentina's best chance to win a World Cup in, I would say, four or so decades. And now for the finalists, I think it will be Germany. They will build a destructive and formidable formidable game plan under new manager Hansi Flick. Obviously, he proved his work at Bayern when he built a Champions League winning game plan in the space of 10 months. And I feel, feel it will be midfield-centred, a bit, a bit of a contrast compared to his Bayern Munich game plan, which focused a bit more on the attack. Obviously, Robert Lewandowski was the focal point of that game plan. But I feel whenever you have midfielders such as Kimmich, Goretzka, Gundogan, they'll be the pivot of that team. And I feel they will really be the players that will be the most crucial players of that team. And they'll be directing the defence and the attack at the same time. And I feel all of, the, all of the positives that will stem from that team will come from that midfield three. But my main concern about this Germany team is that I think they are questionable in terms of end product. Obviously, I think Kai Havertz is a fine footballer, but I don't know if he really has the cutting edge to score goals on a regular basis. Timo Werner is inconsistent and lacking confidence. Leroy Sané, he's had his injury troubles in the past and there's questions about his attitude and also there's questions about the ability of Serge Gnabry. So I think that's really where they'll fall over in the final against Argentina. But other than that, I predict a positive tournament for Germany. And then the player of the tournament, I believe it will be a German and I think it will be Joshua Kimmich, who 
I think he'll be incredibly influential in this tournament in terms of leadership. And I think he'll also manage a conservative but creative Germany midfield. He's a passionate and controlled leader. And I think he will be the man who will be the general of that Germany midfield. I think, obviously, Gundogan and Goretzka will be crucial parts. But I think Kimmich, he'll be the general. He'll be the player who will know how to find that measure from conservative to creative. He'll know when to play conservative. Obviously, he's a defensive-minded player, but he also has that ability to change into a creative mindset as well. So I think Joshua Kimmich will prove his worth as a football and footballer in this tournament and will be crowned Player of the World Cup. And now for our young player of the tournament, I believe it will be Jude Bellingham of England. Although I think 2022 will not be exactly the year of the youngster, Jude Bellingham is an intriguing selection for young player of the tournament. As a result of his maturity as a midfielder, he's already a leader at Borussia Dortmund. There was even murmurs of him being a potential future captain, but I do think he will have moved on to the Premier League by the time that opportunity will open up for him. And he's also a commanding midfielder. Like he has that presence in the midfield, obviously in terms of an attacking manner and a defensive manner and also just a central manner winning exchanges. And I think we have sang Joe Bellingham's praises on this podcast before. And I think why not we consider to do so? Obviously in the court semi-final four, I who I believe will be Germany, Argentina, Brazil and Denmark. I don't believe there's an outstanding young player there who will be starting regularly who can take the prize. But I think Jude Bellingham, who will make the quarterfinal to England, I think he will take the prize. Then for the golden boot, I think it will be an outsider. And I think it will be Gabriel Jesus of Brazil. He is a complete forward who is reaping the benefits of regular playing time at Arsenal. And I feel that will be epitomised at this World Cup. And I think he is an underrated forward and isn't as valued as much, much as he should be. And I feel he'll actually develop into the talisman for Brazil at this tournament. As he has that cutting edge to score goals. He's a stronger player compared to what he was four years ago. And I think he also has the ability to play that false nine role and be an, a forward who can create and score at the same time. And I think he will develop into a crucial player for this Brazilian team throughout their run to the semi-finals of this tournament. And now for our surprise package of the tournament. Big spoiler, I think it will be Denmark who will make the semi-final. Obviously, they are an a tactically adept and cohesive unit that possess the ability and the team camaraderie to repeat their heroics of Euro 2020. They also have some top players in their books, such as the recovering Christian Eriksen and Mikkel Damsgaard, who is a young player who I think has a lot of promise. Then for the underperformers, I believe it will be France. It is no question they are exceptionally talented, but they are a group of individuals and they are not a team. And I don't think they have the mental fortitude to retain their World Cup crown. And as we move on to the controversy of the tournament, I feel it's intertwined with the French locker room situation. I believe 
they have two absolute, absolutely monumental eagles on that team in the in the form of Karim Benzema and Kylian Mbappe. Obviously, I think Paul Pogba is an eagle as well, but I feel Karim Benzema, Benzema and Kylian Mbappe, they are the two players who will be the the two players who will be so crucial into how this French team performs because if they can create a positive relationship with each other, that will be absolutely exceptional for this French team. But if they cannot, the situation that is going to spawn from that from that whole conflict will be extraordinary because I feel it will break the dressing room. Obviously, there will be a lot of players who will feel insulted and upset by the continuous favouritism of Kylian Mbappe in team dynamics, and they do not want to play second fiddle to an egotistic and immature young player. But Karim Benzema, some players will be rather surprised by his reintroduction in the squad. They believe that he is maybe an aggressive, a pompous, an arrogant, conflict gravitation character who will not benefit the team dynamic and isn't, although he is an incredible footballer, he isn't exactly the future of this French team either. So I think this will cause a split in the dynamic in this French squad. And I believe they'll only reach the round of 16. They'll be knocked out by eventual champions Argentina. I feel it could even reach the point where in some stage throughout the groups where maybe leading up to the Denmark game where a player such as Benzema or Mbappe may actually have to leave the squad as a result of the, as a result of their actions causing morale issues in the squad and I don't believe that Didier Deschamps who is a fine tactician will have the charisma to solve this problem I don't know if he is courageous enough to take decisive action in time to solve such a gargantuous problem So those are my World Cup predictions in full. Why not we pass it on to Noah, who'll submit his World Cup predictions. Yeah, so we're going to start off with the controversy of the tournament. Now, already, even before the tournament has got underway, there are several controversies and potential controversies. Um, Obviously, most notably, probably the circumstances in which the stadiums for this uh, World Cup have been built um, through questionable labour conditions for workers. And obviously, as Luke mentioned, there will be, um, there is a potential that um, there could be conflict in the France dressing room throughout the tournament uh, similar to the scenes that we saw uh, at the Euros um, things things got bad, family got involved and it didn't go well and 
France ultimately had a disappointing tournament. But I'm going to be focusing on something that has already occurred. Um, we've got the Ecuador-Chile situation. Um, there's a lot of controversy over this. Um, Chile complained to FIFA um, over an ineligible player that uh, Ecuador played during their World Cup qualifying campaign. Um, the player in question, uh, Bayern Castillo, um, who they claim was born in Colombia and in 1995 and not Ecuador in 1998. Uh, and they claim to prove this. Um, however, FIFA, um, FIFA dismissed this complaint, um, although there still is potential that Ecuador may not play at this World Cup. Uh, Chile have appealed the decision. And I think uh, whatever outcome uh, occurs, there's going to be controversy over this. Um, Chile, Chile fans obviously not, not happy at all um, that they could be denied their World Cup place uh, by this. Um, Peru won't be happy. Um, they, they finished fifth, actually. And had and had Ecuador not been able to field that player, uh, they could have finished fourth and qualified directly for the World Cup, so they won't be happy either. And obviously, if Ecuador kicked out, they themselves won't be happy. So it's, it's a very messy situation. Um, what will come of this? I I don't know. I would say, um. Due to FIFA um, dismissing the, the initial complaint, I would say it appears that Ecuador will be playing at the World Cup, but, you know, it's going to be shrouded in controversy, whatever happens. So, next of all, we're going to get to my player of the tournament. Um, I've gone with Angel Di Maria, um, the Argentina winger. Obviously, uh, an excellent player. He's getting on now a bit in age. He's 34 now. But I still think at this World Cup, he's just going to... Something's going to just... It's just going to be right. And I think everything's set up for him, um, for Argentina in general, um, for them to do well. And I think uh, Di Maria is going to be one of the star performers. You know, Obviously, he performed... Um, quite well at the um, 2021 uh, Copa America. Um, Argentina obviously winning that defeat in Brazil in the final to lift their trophy. Uh, Messi's first international trophy, obviously. And I think he'll again do well um, for Argentina at the World Cup this time. Um, you know, I think I think he's gonna go into this um, with a positive mentality, um, and overall in good spirits. He just signed for Juventus. Uh, interesting move for him. He scored on his Serie A debut, which is you know scoring on your debut is always going to be a positive. Um, can he continue this form? Well, um, he'll be hoping so, and hopefully for him he can continue this form into the World Cup. 
anyway, now we move on to uh, my young player of the year. Um, I've gone for the same players that Luke chose, uh, Jude Bellingham. Obviously, he's burst onto the scene uh, recently, um, you know, signing for Dortmund uh, from uh, his boyhood club, Birmingham. And he's done well, done very well in the Bundesliga and on the European stage. Um, impressing in major games in Europe, actually. And, you know, he's been, this summer, he's been linked with um, some big money moves. Some of the clubs mentioned Liverpool, Real Madrid, Man City. Um, you know, it just shows, it just goes to show how, how good he is and how sought after of a youngster he is. And it, I, I believe that um, this World Cup um, will be where he really bursts onto the scene and, you know, sort of shows what he's all about and, you know, should we say almost secure that, that move to a top European club. Uh, no disrespect to Borussia Dortmund, um, but they aren't really challenging for any any trophies really at the moment in on the European stage. So he'll want to move to somewhere like a Liverpool, like a Man City, like a Real, who are challenging for the Champions League season in, season out. And I think this is a tournament where he proves himself. And I think, you know, he's going to be surrounded by excellent players in that England team. Um, I think uh, they will do well this tournament. Um, I don't believe they will win it, but I do believe they will have a solid tournament in 2022. Uh, and now we're going to move on to um, the Golden Boot. Um, I've gone for a joint Golden Boot. Um, I've gone for my player of the, the tournament choice, uh, Angel Di Maria, and I've gone for Cristiano Ronaldo as well. I think he will, it's it's likely going to be his last World Cup. I think he will, I think he will perform well for Portugal. Um, I think in the group stage, he has a very good chance to score a few goals. And they've got Ghana and South Korea, who will be, um, they should be, easy opponents for Portugal realistically then Uruguay will be slightly tougher but um, we know Ronaldo likes to perform in the big games and you know he could definitely get a few goals in that group and even further on in the knockout stage there's been many opportunities for him to score even more and then obviously Angel Di Maria um, again the group stage situation Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland, um, many opportunities for um, Angel to score in those games. Um, obviously, Argentina are significantly stronger of a team than any of those, uh, any of their three opponents in the group stage. So, yeah, I believe um, that will be a good opportunity for him to score some goals. And then, uh, moving on, um, my surprise package of the tournament. Uh, I've gone for Denmark, um, as well as Luke did. Um, Denmark, obviously, very impressive in the, the Euros. Um, I think they will 
continue this this form into the World Cup. Uh, they reached the semi-final of the Euros. Uh, quite unlucky to lose to England in the end. They lost an extra time. Uh, Harry Kane goal. Very unlucky. Um, and I think, you know, Denmark will will be a force to be reckoned with at this one. They've got Damsgaard, the youngster, um, as Luke mentioned. Um, an exciting prospect. He could do well for for Denmark. They've got um, Andreas Christensen, a, a fairly solid defender, along with Jockey uh, uh, Anderson. Um, and in the midfields as well, they've got uh, Delaney from Dortmund. They've got Hoiberg, solid midfielder from Spurs, um, who performed at the, the Euros for for Denmark. And then, like of course, we've got Kasper Schmeichel as well, who who obviously he's getting on a little bit, but he's still he's still shown that he has it, and he still is an excellent goalkeeper and. You know, I think he will, he will, he will do do his best this tournament, and I think he'll perform well for Denmark, and and he'll he'll help them to go far in this tournament. And now for my underperformers again, um, I've gone for the same as Luke here. Um, France, you know, for similar reasons, they've gone. I've gone for them. Um. Obviously, France are an excellent team, only winning the last World Cup, um, and and um, still an excellent team. So much depth, so much quality. You know, if they are certainly in contention to win the World Cup this year, an excellent team. But I feel what will be their downfall is their. Some of the players they have, um, I think there will be dressing room spots, um, as we saw in Europe. Yeah. We saw uh, dressing room We saw um, bad atmosphere in the training ground. Uh, clashes between the players with big egos. Um, we saw Mbappe and Giroud, um, you know, sort of building a bit of a rivalry which you don't you definitely don't need at a World Cup you need the players united you need them working together because ultimately they're they're all working to achieve the same goal um, of winning the World Cup and you know these these players causing controversy just isn't what you need Um and obviously there will be controversy surrounding the return of Benzema. Um, obviously, he was he was left out of the France team for quite a while due to his past his past behaviour. Um, so it will definitely be there will definitely be questions surrounding whether he should be allowed to be back, and you know. There will be there will there be um will there be dressing room bust ups um involving him and Mbappe both will be competing to be the star player of the tournament um 
you know, two of the best players in the world at the moment. Um, obviously, Mbappe has shown that he is quite a substantial ego recently. So, you know, will he change? Will he change that before the tournament or will it be more the same? We'll have to wait and see. And now, moving on to my finalists, I've gone for two South American teams. I've gone for Brazil and Argentina. I think Brazil, uh, to start with them, uh, I think they'll have an excellent tournament. They, they have such good players. Jesus, Anthony, Neymar, Vinicius Jr., Rafinha, uh, Alisson, Fabinho, Marinelli, the list goes on. It's endless. You know, they have they have a mix of experience. Um, uh, they, have, they have players who have been through a lot. They have players who have, who have won one one major trophies they're experienced um, in in winning and they honestly many of the players on this team are serial winners and in addition to that they also have um, a lot of youth in the team who will be who will be interesting to see they have Vinicius Junior obviously he's been excellent recently for Real Madrid and they have Rafinha recently made that big money move to Barcelona. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Anthony of Ajax been linked to some big money moves to top clubs in Europe, Liverpool, United, uh, even Real potentially. Um, none of those have come to fruition yet, but if you look, we'll see what happens. Either connected move to a big European club in the future, if not this season, perhaps next summer. And then... Um, we have Martinelli, who has been performing excellent, excellently for Arsenal recently. Um, a top talent. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does this tournament. Um, yeah, it'll be very intriguing. And then they do have uh, the experienced players, uh, Fabinho, an excellent midfielder. Uh, he's not been in the greatest of form recently, but um, we've seen how good he can be. And he could definitely uh, reach that form again for the World Cup. And we've got Casemiro, excellent midfielder um, for Real. He's been heavily linked with a move to United in the recent days. Um, if that move will happen, we're not yet sure, but it appears that there is definitely something in the works there. Um, we've got Thiago Silva, um, an excellent defender, his role in the World Cup. I'm not really sure what it will be yet, but you know, if he does play, um, Brazil will have a solid defender on their hands, a reliable defender who can perform well and um, be a commanding presence at the back. And yeah, I think um, Brazil are looking good and I think they will ultimately get to a final where they could potentially win a, a sixth World Cup. And um, and now we're moving on to Argentina. Um, obviously, as I mentioned before, uh, Angel Di Maria, who I believe will be the player of the tournament. I think he's an excellent player. Um, I think, I think he'll just, I think he'll do so well as he did in the Copa America. Um, obviously, um, we've got Lionel Messi in likely his final World Cup. Um. He'll want to do well. He'll want to perform. I think he will. I think he'll do excellently at this World Cup. 
Um, he was another player who did really well at the Copa America, and I think, I think he will do well again in a big tournament this time, the World Cup. And I think he will be a key player for Argentina in them reaching the final. And then we've got um, some younger players. We've got Julian Alvarez, uh, who's recently made the move to Man City. Um, he played in the Community Shield against Liverpool. He did score, um, although they lost. He um, he did that, get that goal on his debut, which is impressive against such a good team in Liverpool. Um, uh, we've got Lautaro Martinez. Um, obviously, we know how good he is. He's done so well for Inter. And I say I don't see why he won't um, perform at this World Cup. Um, then we've got Dybala, um, an excellent player, recently made the move to Roma. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, we'll just we'll wait and see how how things pan out. And then even uh, in defense, we've got uh, Lissandro Martinez, um, who hasn't had the greatest start um, to life at Man United. Um, but whether he'll do well for Argentina, um, we'll wait and see. Um, we've got Christian Romero, an excellent player, and he's done so well for Tottenham since joining. And I can only assume he will do the same for Argentina. And then uh, Rodrigo De Paul, a solid midfielder, who who will provide creativity um for Argentina. And I think he will he'll be key for the success of this Argentina team. And now, finally, um, my World Cup champion. Uh, I've gone uh, for Brazil. Um, that may disappoint people. I know um, there will be a lot of people hoping that Messi wins uh, his World Cup. It would be a fairy tale ending to his to his um, Argentina career, even if it even is the end, um, there's no guarantee he'll retire after this tournament. Um, but it would be it would be incredible if he won the World Cup, um, and it would it would certainly it would certainly prove it would certainly prize um, more evidence that Messi is the greatest player of all time. And I, as for Brazil, I think they just they have so much quality on their team, and I think they'll be they'll be united. I think they will be they'll be wanting to win their World Cup again. They want to bring it back to Brazil after so long. They haven't won it since um two thousand two, um where they. They beat Germany in the final in Japan, um, in Japan and South Korea, um, and I think it's been it's been too long, really, you know, twenty years exactly, and I think Brazil will be hungry and they'll want to bring this this trophy back so badly, and I think they're going to do it. I think they have the quality. I think they have the depth. I think they have the manager. I think they. The fans will obviously be excellent, as they always are for Brazil. And I think things will just go well for them. And I think they will ultimately be the champions of the World Cup 2022. Great, Noah. Thanks.
really interesting to hear your predictions. Do you have any added notes before we finish off? Um, no, that's about it. Okay, great, thanks. I hope everyone enjoyed that episode of the Sports Group podcast because we certainly enjoyed recording it. And if you have any World Cup predictions of your own, please contact us and maybe leave it in a few of the poll or comment session sections that we'll leave at the end of the podcast. So I think without further ado, why not we finish off this episode and we all talk again soon. Bye. Thanks for the support.